0: To meet you, we're all glad you
1: came. Won't you try and remember our name? Tapping pavement, got our gear all packed, but we're not quite. Hello, Shark fans, and welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal, a Fear the Fin podcast. I'm C.
0: I'm uh, good because I scored, so therefore I'm good because I did one thing
1: you did not score an NHL goal this week but Eric Carlson did
0: yeah he's back this means he's good this means he is uh back on track for the hall of fame
1: yeah got over the hump as it were I guess um I
0: like I like the monkey on his back I just think it's funny to envision like a chimpanzee (laughs) just like hanging out and be like hey Eric what's going on today we get (laughs) some can we get some bananas I'm kind of hungry
1: all right, I like the idea of the monkey just like casually calling him Eric, like, what's up, we're on first name basis, it's cool. <laughs> what uh, do you think the
0: monkey's name would be?
1: <laughs> Stop. Something
0: super Swedish, like Olaf? Uh,
1: whatever the Swedish word for monkey is, just, just real original.
0: If we have any Swedish followers, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> this monkey eats lingonberries every day.
1: Uh, I love it. Yeah, he he scored a goal, and I'm just so proud of him. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, really, I'm. I i do not even know just, what to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, hey guys, he was really good this whole time, and he finally scored. So now he's still good.
1: <laughs> right, and like the thing is, and I was saying this, and you know, I'm a good and smart hockey person, but other good and smart hockey people were saying this as well that because uh, he scored in the the first or sorry, in the second period um, of the game against St. Louis. And the whole first period, it was like, God, Eric Carlson is literally the most unlucky person in the world. Like watching it, you're like, how has he not scored yet? He just, yeah he Yeah,
0: he had a point blank chance and he took a wrist shot and hit like the cheater portion of the glove and he, went over the net. Yeah. It's it, just like, like a fraction of an inch and that was in.
1: Yeah, just terribly unlucky. And that's been his whole season. And like, I don't know why it was more obvious in that game, probably just because... San Jose was so dominant in possession during that first period that it was so obvious, like, that Eric Carlson was was generating offense. But that's something he's been doing. It's not that he finally is creating offense right now. Like, he's been doing it all season. It's just, uh, you know, now he has the, the counting stat there to, to back it up, as well as the underlying stats, for once.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's not like he... Scores a lot of goals anyway. Last season he had nine,
1: right? Um, so it's not like he,
0: he's like lighting up the world like Bobby Orr style. I mean, one season he didn't have a lot, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see him after. Uh, people are pointing out that it's been twenty one games. Great, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean it was also
1: twenty one games his rookie season before he scored a goal. You know, and yeah, Brent and it Burns was even did- longer than
0: that for Brent Burns last year. Yeah, so exactly, it just it just doesn't matter if you're doing if he was. Bad and actively not like shooting or making like a million turnovers a game or was injured or something. That's one thing, but he was like good and doing stuff. So it's, it was just like a test of patience that a lot of people didn't have.
1: Right. He's, he'd been generating offense for other players all season so far. So like, you know, that's better than going out there and starfishing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he has like, 12 or 13 assists now at this point, too, so it's not like he's been doing
1: nothing. Right, yeah, absolutely. Like, i just so pleased. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, <laughs> like, I I love Eric Carlson. We all know this, that I am a huge Eric Carlson defender, but, like, I, it just drives me crazy that there are people who only look at counting stats, and so, like, uh, To to just have that to rub in their face now. To be like, look. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not
0: even that they just look at counting stats. It's that they don't take, like, they dismiss everything else except for this one stat. This is one thing. And it's like, oh, he made a mistake. He must not be good, even though you're throwing everything else. You're throwing the bathwater out with the bath. Is that the thing? saying
1: Baby out with the bathwater.
0: Yeah, the baby out with the bath. That's very gruesome. Uh, Old old timey sayings are horrible. No, you know what
1: that's from. Uh, We're going to take a little sidebar here. So uh, back when baths first became like widely used by a lot of people uh what would happen is that you would have to heat up the water and dump it into a giant tub yeah and so we've all seen Downton and everyone would be ba- in the family would bathe on the same day and you would start <laughs> with the father and go through age wise essentially you go you know and so the youngest the baby would be the last person to bathe, and so you didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater when you threw it out at the end of the night.
0: So people in medieval times are just walking around with, like, stanky-ass babies?
1: Oh, yeah. It's totally gross. Like, babies did also, not live.
0: <laughs> also, imagine imagine dad going first and going in there, and it's just, like, dad stank just in the bath. He's just farting up a storm.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the dad is the only one who got a decent bath there, right? Because by the time it got to the baby, it was, like, ice water and also just nasty nasty ice water
0: yeah so don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, and just be like well he hasn't scored uh so thanks point dexter uh for telling me that he passes a lot it's it's just annoying that if you look at yeah it's just annoying look at the whole picture use things to compliment each other we've talked about this a million times but i want to point out that was a hell of a shot too that thing was a missile
1: oh it was beautiful it was It was the most Eric Carlson go- goal ever. And, like, he had had a shot, like, right before that or um, an attempted shot, maybe. Uh, and, like, I was literally in the middle of tweeting about how much I love watching him shoot the puck because he just – it's, like, magic. <laughs> <laughs> like, just watching him do it is – like, his form is just incredible. I – uh oh. Uh. And then he, he goes and he does it again and he actually scores, so.
0: <laughs> I, I love the oh. camera angle from behind the net, too. Like, the straight on. So you can just, yes. like, see the yes. whole thing develop. And, like, the C's part in front of Chad Johnson.
1: Oh, And
0: Chad Johnson's like, ah, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> so good. So, so the, good. And
0: the crazy thing, too, is that he scored. And then, like, I was uh, driving around and not paying attention. And I, like, texted you, like, five minutes after that. And you're like, yeah, it's 3 nothing now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It literally, what, what happened? like that just like sparked and it was within four minutes, four minutes and 11 seconds between Carlson's goal and uh, Evander Kane's Kane? third goal. Yeah. So like, what? <laughs> it was insane. He, right after he scored two, he immediately skated over to the bench uh, to celebrate with the boys. Did, did you see what he said? You told me and I forgot.
0: He said, it's about motherfucking time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So I think once that happened, when some, you know, they, they're all rooting for him. They all want him to succeed. So once that happened, they were all like, just at another level for a couple of minutes. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was insane. It was such a good game.
0: It, oh. it was such a nice, like, the win, the shutout. Carlson scored. The Sharks look like the dominant team that they've been for most of the season. It was just a nice, yeah. wholesome beatdown of the Shad Blues <laughs> team. And I don't care. Don't don't come at me and say, "Oh, the Blues aren't very good." Like whatever. Sometimes you just need to beat the tar out of some right. well, rocky team.
1: And any team that's bad is still theoretically going to have good pieces. So whether or not that team's bad, I mean, no one's saying that the Oilers are good right now, but you still worry about Connor McDavid. Like, that's, well, yeah. you know, and the Penguins aren't good right now, but you still have to worry about multiple players on that team, not just Sidney yeah. Crosby. But uh, Ryan O'Reilly is a huge offensive threat. and, and to Vladimir to- Tarasenko? <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Uh, O'Reilly was kind of the focus last night. I think they were talking about him a lot. He, I mean, he's leading the team right now in points. But, yes, also Tarasenko. Uh, you know, you can't just discount Individual players, you know, that are going to make an impact. So
0: yeah, unless the team is like bereft of talent, yeah, uh, like like the, the Ducks. Islanders or yeah. <laughs> uh, the Islanders, yeah, the Ducks. Couple, There's some teams couple have, like, <laughs> Even the Islanders have Matt Barzell. Oh, that's uh, true.
1: I forget he exists.
0: Yeah, well, it's a poor guy stuck on Long Island, just listen to Wu clan Clan. Um, so unless they're like super shitty, they're always going to be dangerous pieces and if the goalie stands on his head you get what happened last time they played the blues exactly um and then you play a team that's really good like going back one game to toronto where they're really good up and down and they have some holes but if you're not on your toes the whole time it's gonna be curtains for you and that's exactly what happened is that the sharks had an interesting game plan coming into the toronto game for some reason that i think is confusing to you and i
1: yeah you know i want to talk about this so i'm going to talk about this that move by Barclay Gaudreau was some bullshit <laughs> and, and seeing anyone condone that is just absolutely bonkers to me because first of all that situation was almost a year ago it was last January so I was there 10 months 10 months ago uh yep. when Kadri and Thornton got in a fight right away right off the face off kind of thing same thing that happened here but it's almost been a year and like Pete DeBoer put out Barclay Cadraw on purpose for that.
0: Yeah, he told him to do this.
1: Right. And I just feel like like as a team, they've Why? moved past that. They, they don't need to do that. And you know that doing that is only going to put you at a disadvantage right away. The same way that it did in Toronto last year. So, like... <sighs> it's an old situation, first of all, that should just be forgotten by now. And second, like, right off the face-off is such a bad time to make that point. And third, and this is something that uh, Mike ba- Babcock said after the game, that if Joe Thornton had a problem with Kadri Joe Thornton is the person who should be sticking up for himself. He, if he had a problem with them, he's as tough as anyone else. Why wasn't he the one taking it out? Instead, Pete DeBoer throws out Barclay Cadreau <laughs> to fight Nazim Kadri for no reason. And Kadri, uh, like that team's not Kadri, obviously stupid. not going to
0: drop his gloves,
1: right? Like Kadri was the initiator last year. Why is he going to like? Be like, yeah, I'm totally going to fight this rando right now for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a classic case where Kadri has no idea who Barkley Goodrow is and does not give two <laughs> shits about this player.
1: Yeah, like, it's so stupid. Like, there is nothing about that situation to me that's defensible. And people, you, you know, are saying, like, yeah, he's defending Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton can stand up for his goddamn self.
0: Like, yeah, and if you want to send a message... Halfway through the first period, match them up and see if he wants to fight. Great, fine, whatever. Yep. I don't care. Absolutely. Not ten seconds off the draw. It yeah. was literally the Sharks literally got a penalty at nineteen fifty of the first period, and then John Tavares scored two minutes and six seconds after that. It was the like penalty one had second, just ended.
1: Yeah, after the pe- or one or two seconds yeah. after the penalty and had
0: ended. And yeah, like the goal was fluky where he passed it off of Vlasic's skate, and Martin Jones was. Having a coffee, not paying attention,
1: but that was so, after so like extended you, time in that zone, <laughs> so exactly
0: like, exactly,
1: which they got through a power play, so the old
0: power play influenced the goal,
1: so. Uh, This is one of those cases, too, where it's like, you know, they talk about playing with emotion or whatever. If you're playing with emotion, you're going to make stupid decisions. Like, it has never had a positive impact on a game, I don't think. Like, I can't think of a a situation. You can play
0: with emotion, but just don't do it 10 seconds after the puck drops.
1: Sure, fair, whatever. But, like, uh, you know, if you're playing with emotion, you're going to let that get in the way of what you actually need to do.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that's the bigger issue is that they let the fact that they had to get to Cadre first get in the way of playing hockey. It's the, yes. One of my favorite sayings is that they own real estate in the other person's head. <laughs> Nazem Qadri owns, like, a, an Italian villa inside the shark's head for some reason, and I don't get it. It's not that big a deal. He's Nazem Qadri. And He's I don't been... even
1: think it's in Joe Thornton's head. Like, <laughs> No, Joe <laughs> Thornton doesn't care. Like, honestly, if Joe Thornton wasn't playing in that game, if he still was sitting out right now, like, would that have happened? Probably, because that's that was on Pete DeBoer. That was DeBoer creating yes. that matchup, and DeBoer saying, hey go get him like it's insane (laughs) like I don't know why Kadri has the space in Pete DeBoer's head but (laughs) he's living there rent free and it's like just insane it is insane
0: it's just and the thing is it's like again know your opponent and I'm not really blaming the players that were directed to do this you can't you're not going to say no coach I'm not doing this right why the hell do you like in the scouting report, even I know this sitting here. Nazem Kadri is a guy who plays. If you want to have a cliche, on the edge, he yes. got suspended in a World Juniors game for absolutely <laughs> decimating a Latvian kid when Canada was up like seventeen nothing. Yeah, he's 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 that kind of guy. He's like a Brad Marchand mold um, without the licking. He's <laughs> going, he's he's he want all he wants you to do is get off your game and be rattled by his presence. That's all yes. he wants. He's a talented guy. But let him beat you with talent. Don't let him beat you by just being nosy Kadri. Yeah, it
1: makes absolutely. no sense,
0: and it's stupid. And the thing is, it's not like years past where the Leafs are terrible and you could spend ten minutes chasing after this chuckle fuck. The Leafs are good, and they make you pay.
1: Right, exactly. And like, did this specific instance lose them the game? I, I you know, I have a hard time saying yeah. But at the same time, you've got then that momentum where right off the draw they've got a goal within the first two minutes of the game and and you're down one well, nothing and you're pissed off that your little ploy to to goad cadre into a fight didn't work out which is only going to make you play more pissed off which makes you make stupid decisions and like the sharks were not on their game that night and it was very obvious and and that comes through just like making that one stupid choice
0: yeah it just it just set the tone for a strange setup to the game and when they should have been focusing on guys like Mitch Marner and uh Morgan Riley and John Tavares and apparently Kasperi Kapanen when instead they were focused on Nazem Kadri and Connor Brown so yeah. like I just it's just, it was just frustrating to watch them and they're talented enough that they're in the game the whole time like that it was a one goal game basically the entire time and so it's it's shitty to see two points just slip away or even one point to overtime to slip away because you're off doing something else and then everything else breaks down from there and it yeah. was just it was just annoying. Especially coming off a Nashville game where you did blow a three nothing lead, but you ended up getting the win. And right. so you have to be still be feeling good that you're still beating Nashville. It was just it was such a letdown in the middle of the homestand that didn't need to happen.
1: Right. I mean, all that aside, overall this week. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm not mad. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think that is, it's, like, literally just that one instance of one thing that the team did that I'm like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, it,
0: it made no sense. And I didn't like the 3 nothing blown lead in Nashville, but Nashville's talented enough that that's going to happen. I'm not really yeah super concerned about it. And like, playing sharp... Oh, I hate this cliche. They got to get back to playing Sharks hockey. What the hell is that? Do they put (laughs) fins on their hands? What do you mean? So what you mean is playing with skill because the difference between the Sharks and other teams is that they're very skilled. That's, that's a thing. Like if you want to play Panthers hockey, that's different because they don't have as much skill. (laughs) Right. So playing with skill is great. And they did that and then they kind of screwed it up. So if you want to get back to playing with skill, that's kind of on the scheme, but um, it's just, it's, it's. It's just annoying to say, well, we didn't... You can just say, like, I believe Joe Pavelski said in the interview, we didn't play good. We just didn't play well. yeah. Which is, like, a fair assessment. We just didn't play well. Great. You still got the two points, then you played, like, shit against Toronto, and then you came back and beat up St. Louis. So, I mean, it's an up-and-down season. Nobody's going to remember November (laughs) 14th or whatever the hell it was.
1: Well, and something came out this week, and... So I want to kind of address things that I've said about DeBoer because I do stand by them. I think, like, if I'm looking at this team, do I think that DeBoer is able to keep up with the the way the team is trending because over the last few years they've trended, you know, younger, more skilled, and that those are kind of things that are, like, in direct opposition to what DeBoer does as a coach. Um, So I don't don't necessarily think that he is a, a coach that keeps up with this team very well, but to his credit, he's been doing something that, only recently we kind of found out uh and i think this was a mercury news piece but i'm not 100 uh sorry sorry paul (laughs) (laughs) um but he said that and this isn't a direct quote from pete but it is a quote from the article that's kind of summarizing that he said with the addition of eric carlson the sharks are going to play more aggressively and take more risks this year and you know what Pete right. Moore, if I would have known that at the beginning of the season, I would have been a lot easier <laughs> on you <laughs> over the last couple weeks. Okay? If that's what you're doing, if you're making... Like, you're going to take more risks, I'm going to let you do that for a while. I'll back off. I'm going <laughs> to let you do it for a little while. I th- I still think that some of the lineup choices you're making, a little bit uh, indefensible at this point. But if the, the adjustment... The that, scheme is better. Yes. If the adjustment that these players are making is to take more risks, because... A lot of these players do play really safe games, to be honest. They, they, that's kind of Peach part of their, hockey. Yeah, that's their style. So if that's what they're doing, if they're adjusting to, to playing a little bit riskier and, and doing things a little bit differently than what they're used to, okay, cool. You should let me know that at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I've been criticizing you for yeah, doing dumb things. But on the other hand, if we're going to go full risk when you know there are things like power plays in the last minute of the period pull the damn goalie <laughs> like do do go full risk like do something <laughs> that, that is really gonna impress me um in terms of of playing riskier hockey but you know what i do have to give i have to give pete debar a little more credit than i had been in the past
0: yeah and i totally agree uh, i think i've been hard on him too just because it seemed like he didn't know what he was doing but This would have been nice to know in training camp that, hey, we got Eric Carlson, so we're going to play an up-tempo, riskier game. Because Pete, to this point, Pete DeBoer's entire coaching career has been predicated on playing safe and striking when you can and not really giving up chances either way and and doing that and playing a lot of veteran-heavy lineups and and things of that nature. So we didn't know, and nobody knew, that he (laughs) was directing an aggressive style of hockey it looked like there was aggressive hockey going on but we didn't know we didn't know if that was just Carlson and Burns and Vlasic and Timo just playing that way so it's nice to see him acknowledge that hey 21 games into the season we're still adjusting to an entirely new scheme yeah the foundation the Pete DeBoer hockey foundation is there but we're adjusting to an up-tempo game like you said It, It just it's nice to see him acknowledge that, and he's acknowledged like the underlying stats a few times already uh, in regards to Carlson and LeBanc. So it seems like he's trending the right way, like you said. Um, I, I would have, I would be giving him a lot more leeway. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, if we, I, just I just knew I that just like he wanted that... them to play hard, play risky, but yeah. in, in saying that, I would like him to come out and say, "Hey, that mistake. Yeah, that's just the way we're going to play hockey now."
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that you know, uh, you know, some of his comments on Carlson too have been a little bit like the the vague thing earlier this season when he was like nothing that should be impacting the game.
0: That was so <sighs>
1: weird. Yeah, like that's that's weird. If you're gonna, you know, like I just think that this is a narrative he should stick to, <laughs> too, because it's gonna get him. It's basically a get out of your, uh, get out of jail free card where he can just be like, yeah, I like that play even though it didn't work out because. Uh, that's what I'm telling him to do is to to take those chances and you yeah, know what that's all I want. cool like support your players like just, yeah. just do if that you,
0: if if you turn it over on a stretch pass and it turns into a two on, a three on two the other way and they score I just would like you to say yeah we're trying to uh, stretch out the ice and get opposite uh, what's the word when you have more people. Adman Rush. <laughs> um, Odd man rush. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I would just like him to say, yeah, it didn't work out this time, but we're going to get more odd man rushes than we're going to give up just because yeah. of this. I, ju- I just would like the acknowledgement even further that this is how we're playing hockey. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is what we're doing instead of just being like... And I think the Carlson comment is... I think it was maybe him just misspeaking.
1: Maybe, uh, But yeah. it was
0: definitely just like kicking him under the bus for no <laughs> right.
1: reason. <laughs> right. So... Uh, to everyone who says that I'm too negative, uh, I'll back off to <laughs> DeBoer a little bit. I, I'm going to yeah. give him some leeway with this. I think that learning that this week is is really important, and I, you know, I do still stand yep. in my idea that you know I I think that there are other coaches who can take the direction this team is going a little bit further than DeBoer could. But you know what, I'm going to give him credit for that.
0: Does it rhyme with Mole Henville?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so to summar- to summarize, Pete scheme good lineup decisions poo poo
1: yeah they're bad I'm, I'm still standing by that by the way uh gambrel that whole thing so gambrel got called up for the game against st louis was not good
0: <laughs> the, 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 the gambroller uh, lost all his money
1: and then um rourke got sent down now this is i think it's more about gambrel than it is about rourke because uh, with simek and Heed in the press box. Both of them are not waivers eligible. They have to send down somebody to bring up Gambrel. And uh, the it's Rourke, only the person only <laughs> that they can send down is Rourke right now. So I wouldn't take it as a criticism of Rourke, And a lot of people are. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, he, he's not doing things wrong. He's just not quite like he's, he's kind of middling right now. And, and he, he, maybe needs to happen
0: in your first season well yeah
1: absolutely and maybe going down for a game or two is gonna jump start him a little bit and give him a kick in the pants but um i don't think that he's been like him getting sent down isn't you've been really bad so we're sending you down it's no you know, it's, you're the only person Gamble, we can I'll send down so yeah exa- uh, exactly and and, Brown uh, has been struggling in the a so it gives them both a little bit of a change of scenery kind of situation and
0: i mean like like we said debating your fourth line center is a good problem to have.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's it's a, you know, I just I don't know. Like cuz the thing is Gambrell has been struggling since he's gone back to the A and uh I don't I don't know if this will do anything for him really cuz he had a bad game and I don't know how long I want to continue the Gambrell experiment uh when Rourke is just markedly better, even if Rourke has not been on the score sheet as often. Um, I you know if you're he's looking just at those better. two players, he's a better player right now. So yeah,
0: speaking of better players, uh, better players, and 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 kicking in the pants. Anti-Suomela getting scratched, I can guarantee oh, you, doesn't Jesus. lead him to make a better Deke. No. He was going to move, do that Deke regardless of the situation. So, yeah, I get it. He's got, what is it, two goals and three assists or something since he got scratched? or Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember, like, but yes. I don't, I don't. It's just, like, Anti-Suomela led the freaking Finnish league in scoring yeah. and has been playing men's professional hockey for a couple of years now. More than a couple of years, probably five years. He doesn't need to be scratched to be sent a message. If he's gonna he he's gonna make these plays and get assists. He got another like he's been racking up points since he got scratched, yes. If would he have got these points if he didn't get scratched? Probably.
1: And there's also like, I mean, been lineup changes since he's been scratched. Like the, the line mates he's playing with are not consistent. So No, now it's
0: Melker and Goodrow. Poor looking <laughs> <like>, guy.
1: <laughs> to to suggest that, that him getting scratched is is what is prompting the score a, is just absurd it's stupid it, it's
0: a it's a it's a narrative that you make up in your head and just find a reason to yeah jam through it's you, it, it's just it's just dumb it's the same thing as uh as uh oh i forget what other narrative i was gonna say oh well that's fine Drake uh, it's, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> ha, mm, yes well mm. uh, anyway uh, <laughs> yes uh no but it, it's it's don't play him 8 minutes. Don't play him 10 minutes. Give him more time. He's he's good at hockey. Uh, when Hurdle gets back, I wonder if we see uh, Joe Thornton move back up. Um, also, Thornton, Sorensen, and whoever else has been his other winger, I forget, LeBanc. They've been good. You know why? Because Joe Thornton is freaking good at hockey. Yeah. Well, it has nothing to do with him being on the third line. It has everything <laughs> with him doing it. He's just good at hockey.
1: Yeah. And, and I think fewer minutes has been good for him, too. Uh, and... He covers the thing about Thornton and LeBank because LeBank has been on the top line with Thornton as well. Is that uh, <laughs> Joe Thornton covers LeBank's kind of defensive liabilities because Kevin LeBank is not great at defense, and uh, you know, having a kind of more responsible player like Thornton on that line then lets LeBank do whatever the hell he wants, <laughs> and, and he's good at that so. Uh, I don't know. And then Marcus Sorensen is
0: just flying around <laughs> then, the Yeah.
1: Sorensen is fast and he's good. And we're going to get to that. We have a question about Sorensen and I'm going to talk about him later. But I, I do like that line, uh, I, yeah,
0: and I I like it too. I just think this like oh Joe Thornton should be a third line center is just dumb. Yeah,
1: it's, I also I yeah I wish it didn't fuck up having Suomela as the three C because he was so good at it and like it's it's yeah, all just frustrating. It's frustrating. Like, it's, so frustrating. It, it's
0: when you put it, it it's that would be like saying like oh I don't know maybe we should put Malkin on the third line yeah because he's good so he's gonna make it better like right. Just relax, everybody. This team has a problem, and the problem is too much talent.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's the
0: best problem. (laughs) Except for goalies.
1: We're going to... Yeah. Oh, God. We'll get to that with questions, too. But uh, we're going to move on real quick before we get to questions. Uh, Paul Martin retired this week. So, former Shark, Paul Martin.
0: Former Uh, Prime Minister of Canada.
1: (laughs) I think I'm just kind of surprised by it. Uh, It it seems like... Because you thought
0: he retired last year? (laughs)
1: well yeah it's it's not often that that happens kind of in the the middle of the season but um or well into the season anyway uh i'm just surprised that really no one offered him anything this year you know like well it kind of uh dallas has no defense right (laughs) like how do they are they not knocking on paul martin's door so
0: (laughs) i believe two. yeah i mean but it kind of speaks to the point that two people on this podcast were making last year that he shouldn't be playing because no. Father Time has caught up with him, and we had various other people stamping their feet saying, no, he needs to play with Brent Burns to make him better, and now, look, he's not in the league anymore. Right, it's almost like right, he right. wasn't good before. Right. Paul Martin, great guy, old as shit. Wonderful
1: guy, and I am very excited to, to see what he does with his charity and everything because... Uh, now he's going to have the time to just focus on that. And that's awesome. He's an incredible person. And it's... Uh, and uh, it's people are saying he's going to be a coach. Ooh. That w- he'd be so good at coaching. Wow. Yeah. That'd be amazing. He He's a wonderful person. And it's he's had an incredible career, really, too, because he, he came right out of college and never played in the A until his final season, which he was coming back from an injury. And, you know, if he hadn't had that injury... Would he have played in the AHL in his final season? I don't think no. so. So, and honestly, if he hadn't had an injury, he probably would have been playing for another year. So, yeah, it's a
0: Paul Martin Barracuda legend.
1: Yeah, <laughs> enjoy
0: enjoy retirement.
1: Yeah, like we wish him the best. I, like I said, I'm really excited to see what he he's gonna do from here because um, he's he's just kind of an important person uh, as far as you know American hockey players go. So. Yeah,
0: I think, I think too, and uh, like, I can't speak to this because I don't give a shit about American hockey players. Sorry. Um, but he, wow. he seems like <laughs> he, uh, I have too many talented Canadian hockey players to care about. Sorry. Um, uh, but it, he seemed, he seems like he was kind of underrated, but he was. Important for the wave of American defenders yes. uh, that came that came after him, uh, especially especially going through college, kind of laid down a blueprint of success. So Paul Martin, good luck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to questions. So we got a couple here that kind of go together. We'll they're all about Joe Pavelski. <laughs> um, so the first one's from at Mike Loafers. He asks, how many years will a team sign Pavelski for? Related to that, we have um from jesse may she asked uh, as long as we're on a pavs theme here do you think doug should try to find a way to keep him or not
0: there wasn't there another one too
1: there is we'll we'll talk about this first and then we'll get to that one
0: how many so how many years and
1: should the sharks try to keep him
0: uh do you want to go first
1: i think at this point because joe thornton or not joe thornton Woo! Woo! wrong joseph <laughs> yes so joe Pavelski is 34 years old I think it turns
0: 35 in February.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think at this point he's going to be looking for a three-year contract. Yes. And I think a team will give that to him. Yeah. I I think so. I think that would happen. Uh, Any team would improve their second or third line probably by adding Joe Pavelski. Um, Just about any team anyway. So, uh, and I think this season he's kind of shown that he's still pretty effective. Yep. So should the Sharks try and keep him?
0: Huh. Yep. They
1: well, should try. The, I mean, yeah. This is a this
0: is a very nuanced question.
1: Yes, because okay, so right now he's making six million. If he's looking at a yep. three year contract, I, I just don't know that uh, that the Sharks are going to have the money there for that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. That, this is like you know, there's two fold questions. This is like a seventeen fold question, <laughs> right? Um, if he. Because it all stems from what, how does he, what does he look like at the end of the season? Does he have 40 goals again? Does he have 30? Does he cool off? Because right now he's on fire.
1: Does he get injured? Um,
0: Does he get injured? Um, so it kind of, it's hard to predict now because I think the one certainty is that, no, regardless if he's a free agent or what, teams are going to call him calling and teams are going to want to sign him. That's, he's still effective enough to do that. How long and how much money depends on how he finishes out the season. He is obviously back to form. He's been on fire. But teams also have to be conscious because once you sign, if you're 35 years old, you have a 35-plus contract. Whenever you retire, your money stays on the books for the full term. You can't. Mm -hmm. It's That's the dangers of signing an over-35 player, (coughs) Ilya Kovalchuk. Um, So (laughs) you have to be careful of that. Yes. Now, he's also been injured. Will he get injured in his age 36, 37, 38, 39 seasons? We don't know. So it's hard to say. Would I like him on the Sharks? Yes. Do I want to pay what I'm assuming he's going to ask? No.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at Joe Thornton, you know, he's 39 and he's he took less money um, than what he probably could have gotten uh he's yes. making 5 million this year
0: and 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 word on the street from reliable people is that he would have taken way less to make a a Tavares deal work
1: yes so, uh, so, but
0: that's, he, he, and also people saying like, I, I saw somebody mention maybe he was directed at me, like he should, Pavelski should get the Marlowe or Thornton contract from a couple of years ago. That's hard to go. Those guys are both going, well, Thornton's going to the Hall of Fame and Marlowe has a 500 right, goal score right. who's still effective. Like they're kind of, Joe Thornton's a freak of nature.
1: Right. So and, it's kind of hard to. <laughs> and we overvalue Pavelski. Like I'll say that as much as I, yes. I love Pavelski and I think that he is a very, very good player and he like there's just he's underrated in a lot of ways uh by other people in that like like if you have better than you think yes if you haven't followed his career and like you don't know where he started where he came from and how he has really like made himself into the player that he is you can kind of underrate him in a lot of ways but having seen you know being there and knowing where he came from and and how he's gotten here, I th- I think sometimes Sharks fans go in the opposite direction and kind of overrate him a little bit just because we have that you know emotional investment in Joe Pavelski and, he, and he's
0: the captain, right? That
1: too, yeah. So do I think that I, I I mean I think that Pavelski's contract next year, wherever he goes, if it's more money, it's going to be front loaded. If he goes some, yeah, somewhere, yeah. boat is heavy. Yep. Yeah. If he w- tries to make it work to stay on the Sharks, he'll have to take less money. And I just don't know. I don't know. It depends on lo- a lot on how the end of the season pans out for everybody. You know, if the Sharks get real close this year or win a cup this year, then Joe Pavelski's going to try and stick around. Uh, but – to
0: if they re sign Eric Carlson the day after the trade deadline, then
1: we'll talk. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is that in terms of how much money they're going to have, depends on who they move at the trade deadline and then if they sign Carlson. So,
0: yeah. And, and no, no single human being should say they want to sign Pavelski, then Carlson. It's the other way around. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: It's, it's tricky. It's just, and there's been zero talks with his agent because Doug Wilson is not stupid. Right. So, so the thing is, too, uh, Joe Pavelski knows, Joe Pavelski's also not stupid, he knows he needs to have a big season to secure that that contract, because I can tell you one thing, if another team offers him a lot of money, he's not going to be like, oh man, I really love San Jose, he's going to sign and right, get paid. Right, right. Uh, which he should, every, every player should get paid. Yeah. William Nylander, hold out for as long as you want, you get that money. <laughs> so, he knows that he has to have a big season, Doug Wilson knows, it's kind of a cat and mouse game where Doug is waiting to see what happens, but Pavelski's also trying to force his hand by having a good season. So I don't think we're ever going to see Joe Pavelski talks until either A, after Carlson signs, or B, after the season. Yeah. Um, and he's not getting traded, just full stop.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, and he has a, a no-trade clause, so... Um,
0: yeah, oh, there you go. That conversation is dead. Plus, they're not going to trade he, him, he, the captain, <laughs> in the middle of the season.
1: His no-trade clause is a three-team list, so it's pretty restrictive in terms of waiting that three-team
0: list uh la anaheim phoenix who (laughs) is never gonna trade with san jose anyway
1: (laughs) yeah so should we that's a little
0: to be to be determined for me
1: (laughs) to answer uh i will
0: because i'm not i'm not a pavelski defender Uh, i like the guy but uh i don't know this is the official statement
1: for me. My thing is, I think for more than two years, no. And if he's looking for more than two years on his contract, then then I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily something. Yeah, that's worth There,
0: it. there's just so many moving pieces to this yes. puzzle that it's, it's so hard to. And I know that that's, it's kind of in vogue to talk about this right now, but it's just think about it too. Timo Meyer also doesn't have a contract next year, and he's an RFA. They haven't even had talks. Yeah. So it's not like this is out of the ordinary either. It's not like Pavelski's being snubbed and there's some rift with the front office. This is pretty right. standard yeah, yeah, procedure yeah. for for the Sharks front office. So I, I, it's just it's just to be determined. It's so hard to decide.
1: Yeah. So all the follow things. up to that. This is from at jken0608 uh, who asks, what are your long term thoughts about Ivan Chekovich? Do you think he, as well as Meyer and maybe LeBanc, could replace Pavelski?
0: Meyer's already better than Pavelski
1: (laughs) yes and then who else LeBanc I mean LeBanc's gonna be you know top to middle six
0: he's streaky and also I'm still I'm still firmly of the belief that LeBanc is a nice little piece you can yeah flip flip to make room and stuff like that
1: he's also 22 I mean he's he's pretty young so yeah uh he's you know i it, it, it is um
0: it's it's too early to say like oh he's going to be a streaky player forever right he, he's been in the league right, for like right, right. a fucking 6 minutes
1: yeah so chekovich though god i love ivan chekovich i and sasha shimlevsky as well who is i think he struggled a little bit to start his season but is is he's starting on fire to get back now. up there yeah so i think <sighs> it's so crazy how Quickly, we've gone from the Sharks' depth is is severely depleted or their prospect pool. Last year, we were not very excited about a lot of them. And this year, oh, boy. There's some hope. <laughs> there's some good it's not It's, good it's, it's not the best, but
0: there's some hope. Yes,
1: absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Chekovich, I think, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, I think I see him as a middle middle six guy. Do I think he can replace Pavelsky? Uh, no probably not
0: <laughs> Pavelski's good that's the thing is that Pavelski has been very good well, he's captain for a reason
1: <laughs> and Pavelski is I think a very one of a kind player and and that's not to say that you know he's in the, the realm of the, the Joe Thorntons and the Patrick Marlows but no one, no one in the league tips pucks the way that Joe Pavelski does, and that's just, such a weird skill. I know it is, it, it, but it's effective, and it's so yep. unique. And that's something that gives your team an edge to have that guy who can just do that, who has that sight and that vision, and then that talent, and the, uh, you know, and he, he's so hardworking. He he made that, you know, he made himself into that. And so, I, I don't think that there's a a replacing Pavelski. There's a replacing the production you know, and
0: yeah, which, and that's going to,
1: yeah. And that's going to change the, the format of your team, the structure of your team, because you're not going to have a player that you use in the way that you use Pavelski necessarily. Yeah, exactly.
0: And if anybody ever needs like a check on Pavelski's career, whatever, he played top six minutes for the U S Olympic team. So, um, Whew. he was good. Yes. I mean, yes, granted yes, yes. it's not Canada, but wow. It's still, like... <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> we're not doing this. All right. So, uh, we're, We're going to do another question here. Um, Let's see. Which one do I want to do? Well, we were talking about uh, Martin Jones. So, uh, number one fan at (laughs) Browningadon. (laughs) <laughs> sent two two tweets here we've got interesting stat i found the sharks have given up 406 scoring chances and have gotten 528 that's first in chances. Uh,
0: i was told that eric carlson isn't good and is giving <laughs> up too many chances
1: will you let me read this <laughs> <laughs> sorry so I,
0: I apologies to mr geddon <laughs> mr geddon
1: <Kenan. laughs> um that's 1st in chances for and 17th for chances against uh, per natural stat trick. Also, Jones has a 71.8% high da- danger save percentage, which is about 10% worse than his average past three seasons. His medium and low danger save percentages are right around his NHL average, so it's not Jones being bad, it's more he's doing good but getting unlucky on the high danger stuff, which there's a lot of. That's not really a question. What are you doing there, bud? Doing work for us. <laughs> so... Uh, I disagree.
0: 78.1 high danger save percentage is
1: bad. So high danger save percentage is kind of a shaky measure. Um, And Eric Fowle knows way more about this than I actually do. But there's something about like, fuck, I can't. I honestly cannot remember exactly what it was that Eric said about this. Something about how they measure it because it's from where they, they are taking that shot. Doesn't have as much of an impact as you think or something along those lines. I don't know. Do you remember how Eric phrased this?
0: No, I just see 78.1, and it's bad. <laughs> if you're 78.1 in anything, you're probably doing bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and it being 10% worse than his average over the last three years, uh, Martin Jones hasn't been great.
0: No. And the thing is, he lets in <laughs> one soft goal a game. Yeah. That's the thing. Is If he would just make that one goddamn save on the soft goal, it would be so much better. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's not. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, they give up. Well... It all makes kind of sense now that they're playing high-risk hockey, right. so they're giving up high-risk chances, which, now that we live in this Pete Devore confirmed world, <laughs> well, I, I'm good with. That just means Martin Jones has to be better.
1: That's not a bad differential, though. I mean, they're 17th in chances again. No, also, against. that's damn good. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, Jones letting in those high-danger shots, it's, like, yes, that's Looking at breaking it down into high danger, medium, and and low danger shots, and and seeing how those compare to his league averages, sure that's fine. But um when you're looking at it, those high danger shots are the ones that he needs to be saving. <laughs> saving yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and he's not. And I mean, so. it
0: also would look less bad if on those 586 high danger or shots or whatever the hell San Jose is first in. If they scored like two percent more, yeah, <laughs> it would be it would be fine because San Jose would be up four right, one, and then right. the other team would score and make it four two instead of it being two one and right, now it's two two. So San
1: Jose's been very unlucky in that department. So
0: as soon as San Jose starts scoring a little bit more, like an uptick in scoring, it's game over. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Who who the hell cares what Martin Jones does? You can play with six guys out; it won't matter because San Jose <laughs> will be taking a m- trillion shots and scoring on more than. Like, 3% of them. So, uh, also, our one true king, Aaron Dell, got a shout-out, so I just want to...
1: Yeah, uh, we had an Aaron Dell question in here somewhere. Oh, so this is from at Finco, and there are several questions in here, but the first one we'll answer is the, how much of a that. We'll save, all the, we'll save all,
0: the, all the other ones for yep. the end.
1: <laughs> They're real good. Um, how much of a starting goalie <laughs> controversy is there, really? Zero. Yeah, I mean...
0: Literally, literally zero. No,
1: realistically, yeah, zero, but... Should there be? <laughs> ah, I
0: don't know. Arendelle's only played like six games. Yeah,
1: and uh, Arendelle also That's the problem is- has been good, but not necessarily great. Like he's not yeah. as good as he. He's has not been Philip Grubauer last year, years past, and and I don't know what that is. Uh, what's going on there? But I I still think Arendelle should be the starter. I mean, like he just should.
0: To, in, uh, uh, in off. What am I trying to say? Uh, in Slack channels and stuff, and like other, we talked to other ESPN stuff. And Athletic writer uh, on Twitter, I asked Cat Silverman. She said Arendelle's fine, but he's not a number one starter. So,
1: yeah, but she's a, goal, uh, she's a goalie person. Dom so. from the Athletic said that Arendelle could be a starter. So, oh, Athletic War, yeah. <laughs> fight. <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight, fight. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. It's the 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 biggest issue is that Arundel's played six games and has played very small amount of games, so we don't know if he's just going to shit his pants if he plays more.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think if it's like
0: uh, what's the thing, Schrodinger's cat? It's Schrodinger's goalie.
1: <laughs> if we weren't looking at, you know, almost six million dollars a year, Martin Jones. Um, sure. Then maybe. Then there would be more of controversy. I, I honestly believe that if we if Martin Jones if this were same Contract exact here. situation like 3 years ago and Martin Jones and Aaron were both on you know lower contracts and putting up the same performances that they are right now there would be a goalie controversy but yeah, the organization exactly. has made the decision that Martin Jones is the starter and that's one that they're just going to stick by because what else are they going to do they're not going to put in the guy that they're paying you know less than two million dollars a year as their starter when they've got the six million dollar guy sitting on the bench
0: yeah it's just it's just simple economics and i mean it's just the way that things go
1: yeah so
0: that's that that's that there's no goalie controversy and and for all these people none of the uh players are going to come up and be like Joner sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to say right. that. Well, they're all going to be like we need to clean up the chances. We need to yeah, we need absolutely. to uh we need to be better and help him out. He's been good for us cuz that's what they're going to say. You're not just like Joe Pavelski, he's not going to come up to the mic and be like, "You know who fucking sucks? Joachim Ryan." <laughs> he's just <laughs> never going to say that. Yeah. So Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer can uh pete de boer, is, de boer is a man from south africa anyway um pete, pete de, boer de boer can get up to the mic and do his gentle like yeah we need to be better especially in the crease uh that's an area we need to clean up sure gentle prodding uh that's going to happen from the coach but evander kane's not going to get on the mic and be like yeah brent burns what are you doing going for skates yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. so
0: just every, just everybody put those to rest focus on the good things like eric <laughs> carlson's sweet flow and his pirate mustache
1: oh all right what else do we have here um this is from tim at rin underscore underscore kaga Um, sounds like a star wars joke (laughs) what's the difference between the sharks defensive system from last year as opposed to this year we answered that did we
0: yeah they're being aggressive
1: Oh well, I mean that's like looking at defense specifically, though, because if you look at the defensive pairs that they've done, they're they're obviously structuring it a little differently. They've gone back with the the Vlasic Braun bullshit, but um, <laughs> God, I, what was that accent? It was that an accent. I was just dragging out the word bullshit. Uh <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> but like. I don't know like cuz last year we talked about how you know it was like they had the one shutdown pair shutdown pair in quotes shutdown pair and then uh it was an offensive defenseman paired with a more defensive defenseman and and now it, like to start the year it was just like offensive defenseman paired with uh defensive defenseman and then like Braun and Dylan just Doing their thing. They were fine. Dylan was kind of the offensive defenseman of that
0: pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when he went coast to coast yeah. on a piece of toast against Nashville and scored? Who knew?
1: So, like, and that was kind of it. And now uh, now that they've kind of reverted back to having that shutdown pair, I don't know that there's a whole lot different other than I think that they're pushing, and this is, you know, going back to the, the playing more aggressively, they're pushing for more offense from their blue line than they, they used to. Even yeah. though they had that pairing, there was never that expectation that like Tim Heed or Dylan Demello, you must rack up oh, the goals because Dylan. I'm DeMello sad you didn't say literally... Mello. <laughs> Good question, Mello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> he he uh, didn't even have any goals last year, so there wasn't that expectation that uh, every defensive pair needs to be scoring. And I think now there's a little bit more of that. Um, yeah, the last catapult. Th- kind of
0: <laughs> yeah, he joined, he joined the rush. That's a classic Vlasic play. Classic Vlasic. A classic Vlasic. <laughs> um, he'll just sort of randomly join the rush and score on like a two-on-one. You're like, oh, that happened, and then it won't happen again for 40 games.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: also, also, what changed about the defense is that Eric Carlson's there now, so uh, right. everybody get on your toes. And I have to say, Brendan Dillon's been better than I anticipated. Yeah,
1: he really has, though. Like, genuinely, he he's he been had- good, and that's like some of the credit obviously Partly due to carlson goes to, to dylan for you know he he's he's gotten better every year over the last couple years but yeah that's that's
0: the carlson effect so carlson effect but he's also not like a monkey right no, that's a bad, that's a bad <laughs> analogy because monkeys could probably play hockey it's not like a rock just like <laughs> hanging out on this a pylon there we go uh, um all right uh, he's not just like a pylon hanging out there he's he's yeah, participating.
1: Okay, we're we're just going to do the fan code questions because um we're running long, but you guys send in a lot of questions this week, so that's fun Questions are good. Um so first one is is Soren actually sorry, is scorenson punching above his weight or is he more than just this year's melker? I did some pre-pro here on this because I actually wanted to know and it seems to be for real. Like Right now his uh his point totals are I believe at this point higher than previous seasons already. Last year he played thirty-two games. So in twenty-one games so far this season he has nine points. And if you're looking at primary points, I believe he has seven. And and, and that's higher than his or sorry, five on five points. He has seven. And that's higher than his five on point fo- five point totals uh from last year. So and that was over thirty two games. So he he's doing pretty good. <laughs> um
0: from the eye test perspective, uh Marcus Sorensen disappeared for about fourteen games.
1: Fuck
0: you. <laughs> just, just No, he did. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> he he started off pretty well and then like he's been on fire recently. I'm assuming he was still doing like decent things like in the middle there, but uh he was just like a kind of a ghost. But now he's back. Which I think is gonna happen for a guy who's played like fifty games.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you're looking at over the last three years, and in particular the last two years, because his three years ago... Three years ago, ago, didn't he play like five games? He played 19 games. um, (laughs) And then he played 32 last year. He's played 21 so far this year. Nine points total um, this year. All of those are primary points. Um, And actually, over the last two years, all of his points have been primary points. So
0: he had he doesn't have a random secondary assist. No, no the scorekeepers need to help him out. <laughs> Give him <laughs> one.
1: Uh, so he's just he's markedly better this year. And you know, looking at his primary points per sixty last year, it was one point two nine. This year, it's gone up to two point oh six. And um, his his Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, goes from, and this is all situations, um, goes from forty eight point six seven percent to fifty seven point three percent. That's that's a pretty big increase. Uh, he's controlling the puck more. Whether that's a result of the new system, new players, either way, it's he's obviously improving. The big thing that stands out to me is that his relative Corsi for um, last year was negative. <laughs> it was negative three point six five. This year, it's a positive one point nine six. So that means that he himself is having a a bigger impact on on scoring opportunities and and on possession, and, and that's awesome. That I think that that's for real. I think, you know, Marcus Sorensen, he he's kind of a late bloomer. You know, he started in the league, you know, three years ago. He was I think twenty three, so a little bit later. Um, Wait, how old is Marcus Sorensen? He's twenty six. Wow, I thought
0: he yes. was a child. I know. No. It's, he
1: seems a lot younger.
0: He is older than Jonas Donskoy.
1: Is he really? Wow.
0: Well, Donskoy was on the 25 under 25 recently.
1: Uh, not this year. They're, they've got to be the same age. or I think Donsko is 27, isn't he?
0: Oh, my God. I'm, I'm Googling this.
1: Okay. Uh, but... So, like, he's kind of a late bloomer, and that kind of makes it hard to have high expectations for him because how much longer is he going to be effective? Uh, Realistically, not super long, but I think right now we're probably in the prime of Marcus Sorensen. I think this year or next year might be his career high totals, but I think it's for real. I think it's, it's not just noise. I think that he's just better. And I think that he's personally having a bigger impact on the game. His God, it's just incredible. His, um, like relative goals for percentage is has gone from negative thirteen to positive thirteen. Like, just ridiculous. <laughs> His expected goals for percentage, um, is is at a fifty seven point five six. Like, he he's doing very well this year, and I, I I think that uh, I think that's gonna be for real. I don't think he's <laughs> comparable to milgar carlson but in terms of how long that that success is gonna gonna last that i'm not 100 percent on just because like i said he, he's 26 so you know really really within the next two to three years that's gonna be about the prime of marcus sorensen
0: we might be watching prime sorensen right now yeah
1: i'm okay with that um
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm good with that too i like marcus sorensen uh, okay so i going. was right I, I was right marcus sorensen's older really um yeah, Marcus Sorensen is born April seventh, nineteen ninety two, which means he turns twenty seven next year. Jonas Donskoy is born April
1: thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> By six days. <laughs> and they're both like a year and a couple weeks um, younger than me.
0: Ooh. Yeah, they're they're much younger than me.
1: Or I guess a couple weeks less. Than I am a born. Year.
0: I am born in April. You know what I just found out? What? Paul Byron. Montreal, Canadian's winger, and me have the exact same birthday, April 27th,
1: 1989. Look at that. Wait, did you yeah, say 27th?
0: And... Yeah, April oh, 27th. okay.
1: I was April 22nd. Yeah, we, we did this
0: last 1991. year.
1: 1991. What up?
0: Did... Yeah. Also, the- Montreal has another person born on April 27th as well. Really? It's really... It's, yeah, it's creepy. But yeah, me and Paul Byron, huh. birthday twins. Also, I'm a week older than James Van Riemsdyk, which is kind of weird,
1: but... Okay, we're going to skip over the third question here and go Yes, to th- we'll save that for the end. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be the last one. But, uh, Kyle, please tell us what an Uber driver may have overheard between Carlson and plastic to explain the current situation. <laughs>
0: uh, so, uh, people don't know, I drive Uber in my spare time. Last night I drove... Uh, or not last night, the night before, I drove a Blue Jay. Um, a Toronto Blue Jay. A, base- a baseball person. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, I can't tell you which one because I told him I wouldn't a say person. his name. Uh, I also know where he lives now. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> which is kind of weird. But um, yeah, I said I wouldn't I wouldn't say their name because they're not supposed to be like... Well, I think he just doesn't want people to know where he lives. Well, anyway, yeah. really nice guy. Super, super swell. Um,
1: Have you ever picked anyway, up a what... maple leaf?
0: No, I've picked up an uh, a raptor oh. uh, and a, a blue jayman. <laughs> and I think that's it. Yeah, I, and I picked up uh, Manny the Frenchie, which is an Instagram-famous pug. Oh, Jesus.
1: Frenchie.
0: Yeah, it's the most followed Frenchie on Instagram or something. I don't know. They were here for Wolfstock, which is uh, the longest-running dog festival, um, and they were a featured guest or something. I don't know. They told me all about it. They're from Chicago. Anyway, those oh. are the three most famous people I've ever picked up. Beautiful. Yeah, I, wa- I, I want to pick up a, a leaf, but uh they drive a lot more
1: yeah i think
0: i'm not sure they also live kind of around uh the scotia bank actually i don't know where they live but yeah i've never picked one up and during the winter time the baseball player is just hanging out right so uh i'd have to pick up a a leaf in the summer yeah Also, it depends on how rich they are, because usually they'll take Uber Black, right? Which is like fancy cars. (laughs) Um, This this Blue Jayman was not uh, a superstar, so he was just taking a regular Uber. Gotcha.
1: Um, Have fun in Hawaii. So what might you have Uh, overheard that would... uh...
0: (laughs) So, I don't know what they mean by describe this current situation. So this could go two ways. Like, why they aren't paired together, or... That's what I'm assuming. How should we take this? Yeah,
1: I'm assuming it's the... The uh, lack of the Carl or uh, Vlasicson uh, pair, as it were.
0: I don't know. They both seem like uh, Vlasic seems like kind of a quiet guy that would not be. He would speak
1: French in the Uber, just so.
0: Th- yeah, but what would Car- Eric Carlson speak? He doesn't speak French. That's true. <laughs> he speaks Swedish. We well, have to be in English. the same Uber. <laughs> So if, if Gary Carlson is speaking Swedish, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if uh, if Maca Durg-Blassick is speaking French, I will catch every third word because <laughs> he's from Montreal, so I'm assuming he's going to speak real fast. So uh, um, I don't know. They probably, to be fair, I wouldn't be like Captain Uber from Phoenix there and be like, oh, yeah, what are you guys, hockey players? Oh, you're playing for the centers? If
1: I if Yeah, but I would up, you if they didn't tip? What do you mean? if they didn't tip that's why the ottawa one leaked so would you
0: no but what i'm saying what i'm saying is that i wouldn't have just sat there quietly i would have been chiming oh, in on the conversation okay, yeah. and asking them questions oh, and sure. being you like would've... can i be your friend <laughs>
1: you also be shit talking the organization gotcha also yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and candidates <laughs> illegal to videotape without your their consent so i'm uh, a law-abiding citizen don't do that <laughs> but yeah if, if uh vlasic and carlson Happen to get in my uber uh and are shit talking people i would definitely just join right in on the shit talking
1: oh yeah for sure
0: <laughs> it would be too much fun to be like yo i chopped it up with some nhl players <laughs> uh
1: do you want to let's do you want to save the the last question for like the very end yeah. Okay. So so we'll get back to that last question because it's not actually hockey related. Um,
0: it's the second most popular topic on this podcast. It really
1: is. Um, but while we are talking about Uber and the Senators, let's do a sense check.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this week isn't super exciting. Ottawa actually won two games. They won against Detroit and the Penguins. They lost, two. which isn't
0: hard to do when you play teams at the bottom of the
1: standings right, right, constantly. Right. <laughs> um, and they. Lost to Florida.
0: Also at the bottom of the standings. Oh my God! Imagine <laughs> pulling up the senator schedule and be like, "Oh, basement battle, basement battle, basement battle." <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yikes. There really isn't much to note other than the former Sharks are not really scoring anymore. I mean, uh Bodker. Uh, did you
0: know that Dylan Demello is a plus six though? Jesus, I don't. I don't know if you knew. Uh, this. He's actually a plus eight. Oh, sorry, and he's also playing top pair of minutes with the best defenseman uh in the oh. league currently, Thomas Shabbat. Yeah, so, you know, he he's uh, the
1: reason Shabbat is good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I
0: would just like to say, I put this on Twitter. I just want to say it to the Sens fans. I like you guys. I'm going to the Leafs game in uh like eight days. I'm not going to enjoy engaging. But Sens fans, <laughs> you're cool with my books. For sure. Where did this whole narrative that we don't need Eric Carlson, we won the trade because we have Thomas Shabbat, the trade wasn't Eric Carlson for Thomas Shabbat. <laughs> you had both.
1: Oh, we did this last week, though. We did this last week, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, no you could have
0: had both. Anyway.
1: Notably, like Dylan DeMello still has seven points. Chris Tierney yeah, but he's a plus eight, still though. has 16 points. Or maybe he got an assist this week. I'm not 100% sure, but not really uh, moving too high up there. Um, where is... I'm trying to find Bodker. Oh, Bodker has 11 points. So, not a whole lot going on with the former Sharks there, but I'm sure Dylan DeMello is asking just a lot of really good questions. (laughs) Uh,
0: Great question, Mello.
1: The only other thing of note, uh, as far as on ice, is that Tom Payette still has not scored in 20 games. No (laughs) points. No points in 20 games. But you know who has? Drake Batherson, who played two games and has one goal and two assists. (laughs)
0: Yeah. He's he scored in his first NHL game, possibly on his first shift. I'm not quite sure. Yes, but. it was.
1: It was his first shift. It was really cute actually. His parents and his whole family were there. It was it was adorable.
0: Drake Drake Batherson is a dope name.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, that's it's like the, the new era of hockey names. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, the memes about like what's your WHL name and stuff. Like this is like like ushering this in a badass. new, yeah, like a young but very hockey name at the same time. Like, Man,
0: Drake Batherson will fuck you up outside the yeah. bar if you talk <laughs> shit about his girl. I love but it. But also we'll score a hat trick the next night.
1: Yeah. But um, going into what is happening <laughs> with the senator's organization, this week <laughs> a bunch of fake Twitter accounts came up uh, supporting the organization. And,
0: and Melnick specifically. Yes.
1: And this is not, like, new. Like, there was the whole Melnick's Burner account thing last summer, I think.
0: You can Google Travis Yost Melnick, and it'll yeah. come up. <laughs> uh,
1: so, like, this is not a new phenomenon with this organization. But, like, in terms of where are these fake accounts coming from, no one, quote, this is in air quotes, no one knows. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, somebody knows. Somebody
1: <laughs> knows. But... And it was all about, so it started with this one account um, who tweeted, boo-hoo for some overweight sports reporters not flying first class with the team after they breached their privacy, got to hell. Um, (laughs) And that was (laughs) about-
0: I like when there's spelling mistakes and people trying to be trolls because it just makes it so much funnier.
1: And that was about the reporter who was taken off of Ottawa's fly list following the Uber Incident. So from that, there just all of these other accounts kind of came to light. And it was by the it was here in this article um, from the Ottawa Citizen, it says by the next day after the Uber video broke. They noticed those strange accounts coming up, um, and that
0: didn't like five of them have the same picture. Yeah,
1: that it's they had a lot of commonalities in terms of like none of them had tweeted prior to November sixth. They only had a few <laughs> followers, only had a few tweets, on almost exclusively covering the senators, and it says the few non hockey tweets were either benign observations or politically inclined, and here the accounts would parrot each other. So like,
0: <laughs> do you think it's Brian? Do you think it's Brian
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> He's just pimping out his burner account surfaces now. Uh,
1: on November 7th, Swayze Casaresti tweeted, quote, great night for a walk. A few hours later, Rebecca Hatch jerk. There's a Q on the end of that. Hatch jerk? Hatch. It's Hatch and then E R Q. That's not a G. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, also t- the algorithm broke <laughs> also tweeted quote great night for a walk <laughs> <laughs> uh, that
0: the, the poor the poor senators
1: yeah so just
0: leave them alone like
1: it's really obvious that all of these if you read the article it's really obvious that all of these are fake accounts and, and like it's really easy to spot like twitter bots sorry brown that we keep getting you confused for one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: but like if like we have computer algorithms now yeah (laughs) we know when you're using the same keywords over and over again uh for instance like if you sit in a hipster coffee shop in downtown la we know that you're making that up
1: yeah one of the like phrases that kind of clue the mentis uh, Is it st- I
0: love I love Melnick?
1: No, it was YouTube has higher journalistic standards than the Ottawa Citizen and Sun. But like the keywords were YouTube has higher journalistic standards. <laughs> <laughs> Does
0: YouTube even have journalists?
1: I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> like is like is Logan Paul a journalist? Is that his title? <laughs> Capital J journalist?
1: Like what? <laughs> oh god. Like
0: is Nyan Cat a journalist? And then
1: all five tweets use the hashtag Voyeurs, an un- infrequently used hashtag On Twitter The hashtag, however, is likely in reference to a statement by- Made by the Senators to the Canadian Press In which the club said, privacy is paramount and We won't allow a precedent to be set in which People's reputations can be impaired by voyeuristic Journalism Damn, <laughs> Damn.
0: Fun fact, my university uh, nickname Was the Voyageurs
1: hmm. all right, then.
0: Yeah, a Voyageur is uh, Yeah, you guys know what it is
1: Yeah, and then a bunch of the accounts use the same picture. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's
0: really rudimentary. This is not... uh, See, in the Yoast Twitter bot thing, that was some high-level, like, Ukrainian deep state Twitter farming to to target people. This is much more fly-by-night. So this was definitely, like, a staffer. Yeah. (laughs) Or somebody who really loves the (laughs) senator, really loves Eugene Melnick. Well, like,
1: and you can pay to have these bots you know like it's not which is just yeah funny again that there's <laughs> this known cheap organization
0: <laughs> paid paid money to defend themselves
1: yes. <sighs>
0: uh also the uber driver of infamous uber driver fame uh said he deleted the second clip he had because he felt bad
1: oh dang there was a second clip that's, that's
0: some weak shit that is some cowardly shit. Release You are it. already in trouble. Release you the You already screwed up. <laughs> yes. Give us the p tapes, damn it. I want them.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Why would you delete the second one? Like, if you put out the first one and there's this huge storm and things happen, why would you just put out the second one and be like, well, the damage is already done. Right. <laughs>
1: just do it. Like,
0: don't, do don't, it. don't, don't, don't cock tease us.
1: Yeah.
0: Be like, I'll have two videos and then delete the second one. He didn't delete it. No. Nothing's ever deleted
1: on the internet. <laughs> uh, so to, to kind of wrap this up, there actually is a really good piece. I'll link it in the blog post, but by um, Silver7Sens. Um, it was after all this Twitter bot stuff came out and it was basically kind of a look at Melnick's Melnick's era with, with the senators and, and how this kind of plays into it. And really, it's, it's a super well-done article that does not paint a very flattering picture of Melnick, but it's also... You know, it's. I don't want to say unbiased because obviously it's by senators fans, but it's it's a very fair look at that I think, and and it's really just a, a good um, kind of idea of what Senators fans are are dealing with, and it sucks, dude, it sucks real bad. Yeah,
0: and especially because like the winter is a barren hellscape there. Yeah, they got, they, got, they, <laughs> have they got nothing else.
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's. Let's go ahead and go into our predictions. Oh man, I forgot about this. Yeah, I know, right? We're we are Sharks podcast. <laughs> Who's who nah,
0: new? We're all encompassing. All
1: right. So we're,
0: We we're personalities now. We're podcast personalities. <laughs> we have a we have a brand.
1: We're a hockey podcast that talks about the Sharks. Uh, so yeah. the Sharks have three games coming up. They're closing out this home stand that feels like it's been forever, but there was also that little It is the season high little break in between. It's the, the longest two. one. Yeah. So There's going to be Edmonton on Tuesday, rolling into town, the edmonton Counter mcdavids Then uh, two days off on Friday, it's going to be against Vancouver in San Jose. And then uh, Saturday, they're going to be in Las Vegas. So,
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was at home.
1: Nope. That's No.
0: Who was the first game of the road trip then? Or the homestand? Oh, it was the Sunday game that we've never covered, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, so, Edmonton sucks. Vancouver. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> if you ever want to take advice from us, uh, remember how we were laughing at Vancouver who comes shooting out of the gate in October like fucking house on fire. Yeah, they suck now, just like we all said.
1: Well, they do that every year, every year. Yeah.
0: So everybody needs to cool their jets about the Vancouver Elias Patterson, the savior leading them to the promised land. They are god. To be
1: fair, they've got a lot of injuries right now. So like, yeah, well, that's not my sad. fault
0: that your team sucks and can't withstand an injury. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's out of well, their control. Who got
0: who got injured? Was it somebody good? Well, Besser got injured. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So is that, it somebody good? It was Brock Besser.
0: <laughs> that's one guy. Um, Thomas Hurdle's out and sandals is out here pumping teams.
1: Let me look. I think, I know Roussel was injured for a while. Okay.
0: So Antoine Roussel, that would be like if Chris Tierney got traded off our team. Oh, it's fine. Why am I hating the Vancouver Canucks so much? I don't
1: know. It's really... Uh, I came out
0: I came out of nowhere. I think I'm just... I have pent-up frustration that San Jose... Well, San Jose's first in the Pacific, um, but I think I was so just angry that San Jose all, wasn't so far ahead of everybody else.
1: They, their goaltending situation is a mess because of injuries. So... Uh, well, Andre, wasn't it
0: just a mess from the beginning?
1: Nelson has a broken finger right now. Um okay. And then Thatcher Demko has a concussion. So...
0: Okay, but they still have their number one goalie, Jakob Markstrom. <laughs> that's, their, that's their issue. <laughs> yeah,
1: well. Then you've got Berchi has an upper body injury. Um, Sven,
0: aw, him and Timo can't uh, bro it down J- about Switzerland.
1: Uh, Jay Beagle has a fractured forearm.
0: That's not a, an injury that should affect your team. <laughs> um,
1: Besser has a groin injury. Okay, fair. fair. Uh, Sutter has an His upper body His injury. His dick hurts. His dick hurts. Uh, Sutter. Okay, he's decent. And then uh, Edler has a lower body injury.
0: He's a fossil. <laughs> I don't know. I just like... Vancouver was never good, and they came out of the gates as per usual. Still. And this season, this season, because of Elias Patterson, who is legitimately a superstar, everybody kind of forgot that they were going to fall Still. apart. Like, Did you see the goal last game where... Richard, was it Richard Bachman? Anyway, the Vancouver goalie passed it straight to the uh, other team. Yeah, that was And Bachman. they got an empty net. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Look, uh, the thing is, though, you can't deny that that's a substantial amount of injuries, that they've got to, you know, restructure their whole lineup with, you know, more than, like, almost two full forward lines are injured. Like, that's...
0: It's true. Sam Gagne is back on the team.
1: Yeah, he got recalled. That's exciting. I like Sam Gagne. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, Me too. I wish the Sharks would have tried to get him but.
0: no we need melker
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: and the last games against vegas that's the first game against uh the old uh golden knights isn't it
1: yeah
0: that's gonna be the game where las vegas wakes up and is like oh yeah by the way we're not gonna shoot two percent
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, Which is inev- it's just it's inevitable struggling this year which oh, I mean, to be fair they're they are underperforming what they're expected so it's not like they're not like los angeles who is <laughs> like what? just A runaway train as on fire. as garbage as one would expect that roster to be vegas is genuinely underperforming so like
0: do you think this is a cosmic universe correction because they overperformed so hard <laughs> last year that now they're underperforming super hard?
1: Yes, that's how uh, math and the universe works. So yes.
0: Yeah, it's science. Yep.
1: Uh, so point prediction. What are we thinking of those six possible? points? Oh, six. Um, I'm
0: feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling great. They beat down St. Louis. I think they just steamroll Edmonton. I never
1: and- feel good saying that the Sharks are going to win every game.
0: No, neither do I. But hey, whatever, I'm.
1: I think four chief
0: propagandist
1: <laughs> Uh, no, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna say four. I lied. <laughs> I'm gonna say four. I think that they lose to either Edmonton or Vegas, just because. Yeah.
0: I just like I. I don't know. I. We've been seeing they're three and one. They're three and one on the homestand. Yeah. It'd be neat if they finished five and one. That'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. We've seen a little bit more of Arendell than I think we expected. So, what do we what do we think for Arundel watch?
0: Didn't did we only see Arundel Uno times? Mm. Yeah, he did. He didn't play. He did against Toronto, and he didn't play against uh, Nashville.
1: Yeah, but he played. When did he play recently? He played against St. Louis both times. St. Louis, which is still, I think, more than we like.
0: Oh yeah, I think we both said zero. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> um, plus he played. Didn't he play the week before that as well? Like. I don't know, I feel like we've seen more Arendelle this season as a whole than than we would have expected. Because, I mean, yeah. Martin Jones has been starting 60 to 65 games, so...
0: Yeah. Do you think that Arendelle gets the next start because he got the shutout? Ooh. Keep the good times rolling?
1: Mm, it's against Edmonton. Uh... And they'll probably start Jones against Vancouver. I don't know. I don't think so. Is
0: Aaron Dell from Alberta? I think he is.
1: He's from Calgary, isn't he? Yeah, that's Alberta. Yeah. I mean, let's... Give, give him the... More specifically. <laughs> I think he's from Calgary. He
0: is from Airdrie, Alberta. So, kind of, yeah, Calgary. But they might give him... I don't know. I think they give him day.
1: Vegas. Cause... I think they
0: give him Vegas.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, interesting. On the road? Yeah. So you're saying, you're saying one time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say twice.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Risky. All right. No,
0: because that would mean that, what's his nuts? Jones would be off for a full week. Yeah. I'm going to go with once and I think it's the next game. I think it's, I think it's Edmonton. All
1: right. That means Jones has a back to back.
0: Oh, is it back to back Friday and Saturday? Yes, it is. Oh, I'm going two then.
1: Okay. All right. He gets
0: the next two. Jones gets a nice little week's vacay.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, and then bold prediction. Do you have one on deck?
0: Um, I said Eric Carlson was going to get a hat-trick against the Leafs. Boy, was I stupid.
1: <laughs> but he did score a goal, so we can't, we can't use that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: And LeBanc never got boxed, so nope. uh, um, so I, that's kind of disappointing. You could, go, you could run that one well, back because there's uh, always <laughs> that risk.
1: I'm going to spin the wheel, and this week Marcus Sorensen is a healthy scratch. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Bold after we just sung his praises. Yep. <laughs> I think that oh, I think that Aaron Dell gets another shutout.
1: Okay. All right. Well, he's got yeah. two chances according to you. So <laughs> yeah. Imagine
0: he goes back to back. Then what do you do? Jesus. <laughs> just keep
1: starting him. Just, just keep starting him, Pete. Just keep starting him. Keep him, Pete. Keep, <laughs> starting him. Uh, keep,
0: keep calm and Pete on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like that. Um. Do we have, like, a? Do you, have you been doing a running total for us? Yeah, I've been keeping track. Who's winning?
0: Uh, I haven't been, like, totaling. <gasps> I have, like, I, I got to do the sum function right, on Google Docs, right, and right. I just haven't sum functioned. Fair enough. All right. But I, I will I will for next time.
1: All right. So I want to talk some uh, site stuff, and then we'll do our final question, and uh, then housekeeping and all that. But some site stuff real quick, and, and kind of podcast stuff, I guess, is that uh, with the holidays coming up, it's, it might get a little rough here. Um, just want to give a heads up. Um, I do. I'm a retail manager. And it is officially the holiday season. This week kicks off just two months of insanity. Of pain. Of the worst. like Tears. Yeah, Blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. Um, Six-day uh, work weeks. 50 hours. Just. And that's not even counting drive times. And I do. I produce the podcast um, so, in addition to everything I do on the site, so just a heads up that we might not have. I've been pretty good this year about doing regular episodes. We might drop some a day or two late here and there over the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna do my,
0: also Christmas. Don't hold your breath. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna do my best, but it's just gonna be kind of um, whether or not I can squeeze that in. I'm really trying, guys, but.
0: Yeah. yeah, it just might be more irregular than you're used yes. to. Yes,
1: and and we'll get back on track after the holidays. But yep. it was hard when I, you know, I'm working kind of the equivalent of three or four jobs right now. <laughs> so. Also, we
0: don't we don't live near each other. Yes, so it's not like I can just pop over and right, be like, "What's right, up."
1: Right, Um, But we do have some exciting stuff coming up for the podcast. We can't tell you what yet, but it's there. It's going to be fun. Um, And we do have have a bonus episode that's just kind of sitting in the bank. So if it comes down to it, you know, we've always got that to to tide you over so satiate your thirst for C's voice oh and it's such a good one it's such a good episode too uh I don't know why I haven't released it yet other than I know that we're gonna need it at some point (laughs) so I just yeah uh I've been sitting on it but I'm gonna get that edited and ready to go so that we just have that um as a backup so just wanted to give a heads up on that yeah so uh Let's just do this last question then. And that it, that kind of carries over to the site too. I know I started with site stuff, but in terms of site things, it's just going to be a little hectic, but we're, we're always doing our best. So just patience, guys.
0: We're fighting. We're out here fighting the narratives.
1: <laughs> so this last question from Finco is, uh, what are the different can Different Canadian versus U.S. Midwest Christmas foods. So we talked about Thanksgiving foods twice now on this podcast um, because we didn't realize we had done it a year ago. Oh, I realized. Uh, But (laughs) I don't think we talked about Christmas. No. So I guess my family is a little different, um, but still very Midwest because my So what's
0: midwest mean? Mid, like define okay. like what do you mean by midwest? The
1: midwest is is pretty exclusively defined like uh no one is out here debating that like North Dakota is the midwest cuz it's not. Yeah. Midwest is This is this isn't a deep south conversation. <laughs> no. Midwest is Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, uh, Iowa, um Minnesota and Wisconsin. I think that's it. So
0: do you feel a kinship to all these people? Like if you meet somebody from Wisconsin, you're like, Oh, Midwest So like here's the
1: thing. Every state has their own kind of thing. Yeah, Like,
0: like Wisconsin has cheese. Yes.
1: But there's uh, enough commonality that if you meet someone else from the Midwest, you interact with them in the same way that you would interact with someone from your home state. But there's still slight differences. And, and part of that is the accent, too. Even within Michigan, because Michigan has two peninsulas, um, there's a difference in the accent between the upper and lower peninsula. But
0: <laughs> Michigan touches tips.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the tweet I made? There was someone. Now, keep in mind, I'm from southern Michigan. So we're literally like 15 minutes from the Indiana border. And someone in, it, it was speaking a, of filled, it, it was a dentist <laughs> <Indiana>. <laughs> gross. It was a dentist's office, and they had a sign up that said, like, American by choice, Uber by duh, like D A, duh, grace of God. <laughs> and, like,
0: that's only funny to you. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, it absolutely is because, like, like, we're very far from the UP. Upers are what they the people from the UP call themselves. If you live um in the Lower Peninsula, they call us trolls because we live under the bridge. Um.
0: <laughs> this is deep Michigan cuts right <laughs> yeah, now. We're getting also to translate a UP is Upper Peninsula. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. For everybody else, like Marquette. Yes,
1: and then uh, the Lower Peninsula, we actually call ourselves the Mitten because of shit.
0: That's what. So from Canada, we always said it looked like a mitten. Yeah, so. yeah. That's yeah. yeah.
1: Um, we point on our hand to where we're from. Like, if you meet someone else from Michigan and it's like a small rural town, you don't know where it is. Um, you don't really... The first thing you do isn't... You, you don't go like... Um, the small town I'm from, I don't say, you know, like, oh, well, it's near Kalamazoo or between Kalamazoo and, um, you know, somewhere else or whatever. No, I point on my hand <laughs> to where it is and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm from over here. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's, so, so, so that's the Midwest and what defines a Midwest Christmas?
1: So. Food wise.
0: This is a, this is a food pod now. now
1: the Midwest was settled by a lot of the same kind of groups of people namely the Polish Eastern Europeans and the Irish. Those are kind of the big ones. Oh. Yeah. So my mom's Oh, and the Germans too. And, and a little in yes, the French, my, pe- my people French, obviously, because Michigan is very French influenced, but, but, uh, it's, uh, it kind of depends on that. It depends on which cultural heritage you're kind of coming from, but a lot of them kind of overlap, um, and Midwest culture is and of itself just ridiculous. <laughs> um, like ranch is its own food group. <laughs> the, the things that I think are, are really big at every holiday are a potatoes, every every form of potatoes that you can imagine.
0: Wait but, but but like okay, so just to contrast, we have mashed. That's usually the only potato on the table. Okay,
1: so mashed potatoes are big at Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, but when you're looking at Christmas or Easter, because those are really the big three like food holidays,
0: and and Fourth of July,
1: yeah, but that's like a cookout, so it's like its own realm of food.
0: Yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Family get together yeah. kind of
1: deal. Um, like dinner, like
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. at a table, everybody's yeah. there.
1: Scalloped potatoes are one thing.
0: Just so, do you what a Midwestern christmas dinner have multiple forms of potato yeah
1: probably there'd probably be a casserole with a potato oh. um oh huh. my my family does christmas breakfast so we actually do like a potato and egg kind of casserole thing that's uh,
0: so potato and eggs is the most underrated way to make so eggs i will fight good. anyone oh my you mash up mashed potatoes the night before and let them get cold and then reheat them in the pan with your eggs so good, bomb.
1: But, um, in terms of dinner, like this is the thing that I was trying to get to actually was that because my, my mom's adoptive family is Polish, the way that the three holidays are split up is a little bit different, but is still very Midwest. And so, it's um, you know, Thanksgiving is turkey, that's your main thing. Uh, Christmas is ham. Now, a lot of Midwest places will do ham at Easter because my family is Polish, they actually do Polish sausage. For Easter, so ham gets nice. bumped to Christmas. Uh, some places will do turkey for Christmas as well, but uh, like I said, because we're Polish, it's a little different. But but yeah, uh, casseroles are, are really the big thing. Very casserole heavy. Um, it it's different from Thanksgiving in that the desserts are are not as pie focused. <laughs> um, it's more like cookies. Oh my God, we my family makes so many kinds of co- it's like cookies and fudge fudge yes
0: there's a there's a curveball.
1: oh no that's a very michigan thing i i i think it's kind of midwest um and that's kind of like amish influence like that sounds really stupid but like um yeah
0: i don't know if amish people are noted fudge makers <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised. No, like, uh, Indiana has a lot of Amish people, and, like, like uh, all these Amish markets and stuff, they're literally in the winter. Like, that's... They sell huh. fudge.
0: Well, if any Amish people listen to this, let us know. Just kidding. You guys don't even turn on the lights. <laughs>
1: Jesus. But Michigan is actually... A, it, I mean, the UP is known for fudge. That's, like, a thing. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mackinac Island fudge. Oh, so fucking...
0: So, bad. you guys... So, so... There's a strict delineation. There's ham at Easter, or for you, in your case, Polish sausage, mm-hmm. and then there's ham at Christmas, and then Thanksgiving gets turkey. Yes. Okay, so here, fucking turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> also, for here too, it's a little bit different because for you guys, with Thanksgiving being this week, that's only what, like six weeks till Christmas, four, five weeks till Christmas, yeah. six weeks. I've usually, you know six weeks so uh between canadian thanksgiving and christmas it's a full-on almost three months yeah so there the turkey fatigue isn't there so turkey people do do hams but hams are more for easter kind of deal yeah. uh, nobody's really eating a turkey at easter i don't think um, so turkey's big at christmas like whenever we get together for our christmas family get together it's always turkey but um for me because canada is just a mishmash of immigrants uh, my mom's from germany so we would do german christmas get together so we'd still have turkey but we would have some weird stuff like red cabbage and things and sometimes we do like a christmas goose uh because germans yeah. uh there'd be like liverwurst and stuff like that but our big meal if we're celebrating german christmas is on christmas eve mm. It's not on Christmas Day. Oh, that's or anything definitely like that. Weird. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, so ger- Germans celebrate their have their big meal and they get together and open all the presents on Christmas Eve.
1: I actually knew that. Weirdly enough, my mom's ado- uh, like I said, my mom's adoptive family is Polish. My mom's biological family is actually German, and for some reason, we have weird German traditions. Do you do um, the pickle? in your tree
0: no we don't do that because it's so disgusting
1: well it's an <laughs> ornament it's not like <laughs>
0: well, well it's supposed to be a real i know but number, <laughs>
1: like most people now do the ornament but we do that we've yeah, done yeah, that we... my entire childhood
0: oh really yeah yeah we just never did it we do like advent calendar is german we've mm-hmm. always had an advent calendar Yep. and then when i was little because my dad's not german he's canadian we would open we would get like a family saint nicholas saint nick is the santa claus of germany
1: yes
0: um we would get a uh, a present on uh, like a saint nick present on christmas eve and then we yep. each get to open one present on christmas eve yep yep, yep, um, yep, 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 or two and then we would save the rest for the next day but yeah so our our it's if very food was you have a very yep. german
1: christmas that's awesome yeah oh yeah
0: and then we don't do anything on christmas day we like <laughs> laze around uh we used to go to the movies and have chinese food uh, and now as I've gotten older, I've just gotten shit bomb wasted <laughs> uh, on Christmas Day. Nice. But for food-wise, it's pretty similar to Thanksgiving, yeah. where there's turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, maybe beans. Um, what else would there be? Gravy. I think... Cranberries. But there's no pies. You're right. There's there's less pie. Yeah,
1: I think, honestly, part of the difference, probably, and I don't know... I mean, I don't know what the demographic makeup of... Say Toronto is, but with the Midwest, I think the ham thing is so popular. A, because a lot of companies buy hams for their employees as like a yeah, and give them out. Yeah, that's like a big thing. Like, I don't know, like, if
0: See, we get so I, my dad works at a company and I used to work there too, uh, where they give us turkeys.
1: Yeah. See, like, so
0: turkey, turkeys is big here. Like, ham is much less. uh, Toronto demographics is just a disaster because it's, yeah, no one prominent group of anything. It's just everybody mixed together. And not
1: even just like those kind of, like, a lot of the Midwest is not well off. Let's just say that. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of poor people in the Midwest. And so I think when you're looking at, um, buying a turkey that's a, a big expensive, expensive thing yeah so um, a lot of the times a companies gift hams because it's a lot cheaper to get your employees hams and then B ham in general is cheaper uh, you, people tend to spend a lot of money at Christmas so that's one of the ways to kind of cut costs is to to do a ham um, at Christmas instead of turkey.
0: Yeah so we don't I, I'm assuming people do do hams here but it turkey is more prevalent. Uh, for sure. Like we we do, we definitely have turkey twice a year. Um, well, and thing, having though, that time that... off
1: to the time off between them, that the cost yeah, isn't you're... as much of a factor either, because it's not like I'm buying two two turkeys within two months. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: it, exactly. There's like planning involved, but for us, for desserts, um, Canadians have at Christmas time. There's a noticeable uptick in Nanaimo bars.
1: What is that?
0: that's <laughs> um,
1: that sounds So it's Nanaimo.
0: Nanaimo is a city in British Columbia. Actually, N uh, A N A I M O. Nanaimo. All right. Uh, so it's here. I'll get the actual definition of what a Nanaimo bar is because it's a strictly Canadian <laughs> dessert. Uh, Jesus. And, okay, the Nanaimo bar is the dessert blah. blah. It is a dessert which is, requires no baking, named after the city of Nanaimo. That's great. I want to know what the hell is in it. It looks like it looks like a three layer cake. <laughs> really. Okay. Um, it's a wafer and coconut crumb base so like think like a like a crumbly like base kind of deal. Uh, then a custard flavored butter icing in the middle and a layer of chocolate ganache on top and then mm-hmm. people do different types so there'll be like coconut filling mocha my personal favorite is mint uh, there's peanut butter um, the one the classic one is just butter cream icing or whatever so it's pretty sugary but that's a classic thing and then there's butter tarts which is like... They look like a little mini pie with like this almost like the the stuff that pecan pie is made of in the middle. And it I looks think like we've a talked about them before. But... Yeah, because they're at Thanksgiving too, but yeah. Christmas is more. And then then there's tons of baking like shortbread and I don't know magic bars, candy, tons of candy like uh, chocolates.
1: Yeah, chocolate uh, is big at
0: Christmas.
1: Yeah. Um, so like.
0: Uh. But but yeah, ours. I our, think Thanksgiving. That's basically what Christmas is for us, for food wise. Oh,
1: huh, Weird. Yeah, huh.
0: I never thought about this—that it would be the exact same thing. But it basically is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, Christmas has such a different feel, and 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 like I said, my family does just different things. We aren't—we do beholden to the yeah, tradition. We do a very heavy breakfast, uh, and that's just—I mean, my mom had six kids, so another very Polish Catholic thing. I just did finger guns. Not that you guys would see them, but I did. <laughs> this um, is now an audiovisual <laughs> yeah. podcast um if you heard my little snap with my finger guns but uh so you know with six kids we were all trying to wake up early on Christmas so I think it just kind of became a habit that like yep the kids are going to be up at 4 a.m and that's just going to happen because you got six of them so at least one or two of them are going to be trying uh real early but uh even now we all just meet and at my sister's and watch the parade and so we do a real big breakfast and now it's it's just kind of out of convenience because it's like there's six kids and we've all got our own kind of well not all of us i the perpetually single one um (laughs) have my 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 own stuff is not anywhere as important as like you know my sister having to go to her husband's family's stuff and all that but it's you know it's easier if we all meet in the morning and then go our separate ways for other family christmas stuff so um
0: and christmas is not as big a deal as thanksgiving right and uh like thanksgiving
1: i don't think so not usually i mean it it, that's just depending on family to family but i think as a whole the meat like christmas dinner is not it's not as big of a thing as yeah whereas christmas
0: is much more monstrous then uh then like christmas is our biggest holiday by far because and
1: you guys don't have black friday but you have boxing day right
0: yeah, we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, so that becomes... closer to all... the thing.
0: This this podcast is going long, yeah, but that'll be coming. That's up. a whole. Ask, thing. Somebody remember to ask about what Boxing Day is because it's hilarious <laughs> and only in Canada.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. It
0: has nothing to do with the sport. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there's just this whole conversation about food, but eh, this is what the people come for. Yeah, that's true. How's your diet doing Stay tuned buddy? for st- <laughs> stay
0: tuned for our festivist podcast.
1: Oh, Jesus. Uh, we'll have to do a Christmas special or something. Yeah. <laughs> or winter like a... winter holiday special we're not calling a
0: saturnalia podcast
1: <laughs> all right so some quick housekeeping stuff uh we want to say thank you to the honey wilders for letting us use their song idle wild as our intro and outro you can find them on spotify and itunes if you want to give them a listen if you haven't what are you doing that album's so good it's it's just such a jam uh, it's really fun, and uh, if you check them out on Facebook, you can find out where they're playing because they're a Bay Area band, so a lot of you guys are, are close by and can can check them out. Um, we want to say thank you to Molly Mirakami for doing our artwork. She is amazing, and you can check out her artwork and her, her comic Blue Liners, uh, which is about a fictional USHL team and the first girl to ever join them. Um, You can find that at mollymaricami.com, or you can find her on Twitter at HeyMolls. That's M-O-L-L-S. You can find us on, oh, geez, how many platforms now? There's a lot. I haven't actually checked to see where Anchor is pushing us through, but our home is on Anchor. Uh, You can also find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, all those good podcasting apps. Yeah, if if there's somewhere you want to see us or if you have a question for us, um, comments, any of that, you can email us at fearthefin at gmail.com. You can also comment on our post uh, that goes up on Fear the Fin. um, And and we take questions on Twitter, which is at BS and Teal. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Demetrius. You can find C on Twitter at Now You See Me, spelled S I E. (laughs) Dougie loves spelling that out.
0: Ah, I'm trying to think of more creative ways to do it, and I've run out of ideas. I gotta, yeah. I gotta brainstorm.
1: <laughs> All right, but that's gonna do it for the us this week. So, once again, this has been Blood, Sweat, and Teal. I'm C. I am still Kyle, and Eric Carlson is a goal scorer on the San Jose Sharks.
0: Fuck yeah, he is. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm waiting for my stats to load here. (laughs) Um, and and
0: (laughs) wait, my stats, I need my my stats. stats.